Welcome to the Achieve Podcast. I'm your host, Derek Feldman, and each month we explore the research, strategies, successes, and even the failures behind some of today's best fundraising and marketing for causes. As we explore each one of these, we'd like to invite different types of guests that will explore their own unique takes on what really works today and will leave us a little intrigued on what they're working on for the future. This podcast is supported in partnership with the Festival of Children Foundation. This time, we're going to be talking with Matt Knott. He's the president of Feeding America, and he is going to be talking with us about the technology that Feeding America is using to drive not only internal, but some of the external work they do with partners, vendors, colleagues, and friends to try and build the Feeding America movement. We're excited that you're with us on this edition of the Achieve Podcast. Matt, welcome. Thanks for joining us. I'm glad to be with you. All right. So you've got to give us some background on yourself. But before we do that, let's talk about what Feeding America and who Feeding America is for those that may not know you guys. So tell me, what is Feeding America? Feeding America is the largest hunger relief organization in the United States. In fact, we're the third largest nonprofit in the U.S. And our mission is to feed the hungry through a nationwide network of 200 member food banks and we also have a big commitment to engage the country in the fight to end hunger. Excellent. And, and typically, how do you do that through campaigns? Because I mean, we see I see Feeding America's brand in a lot of places. So I take it that's some of your work as well. Yes. Yeah, so well, we have a big commitment to building awareness and understanding of the issue of hunger. And I'm trying to shape public perceptions about people who face hunger and the challenges that they uh, that they are faced with. But we also um, have a big commitment to trying to help to shape public policy to strengthen the safety net that supports hungry families. And in addition to that, we do a lot of work uh, through our network of member food banks to engage the food industry to capture surplus food that would otherwise go to waste and to get it to people who need it most. In fact, collectively, our network is serving 46 million Americans a year, um, the equivalent of over 4 billion meals. Wow. <laughs> not, not small numbers for sure. Well, Matt, tell us, how did you get to Feeding America? What's been your path? I spent 12 years in the food industry before coming to Feeding America. Uh, most recently at Quaker Oats and PepsiCo. And uh, my last role in, in the food industry was as vice president of marketing at Gatorade. And I uh, was certainly having a lot of success there and, and um, tremendous um, opportunity for leadership development. But I wanted to be able to find a way to make a bigger impact in the world through my work and also to be able to develop my leadership skills in a, in a dynamic and growing environment. And Feeding America really offered a great uh, way to be able to do both of those things. Yeah, perfect, perfect. Well, I, I had the chance, and of course, a dear friend of mine, Diana Vive, now heads Feeding America, your partner in crime, I'm sure, as you're out there working on all of this stuff. And, and what was very interesting is Diana and I met one time, she was talking about all of this great technology that you're putting to use. And so I'd love to talk to you about, especially what we heard at MCON too as well, what's happening with some of this technology? What's been your approach over the last couple of years or maybe thinking even before that about how to use technology for social good? Well, you know, there's a lot that has to happen first to ensure that you've got a really good foundation uh, in technology and technology platforms. And so, you know, like many um, large organizations, we really try to uh, solidify that foundation. We've been very uh, consistently moving our platforms to the cloud and also really trying to strengthen our controls to manage data security and uh, protect against uh, cybersecurity threats. 
Um, so those are sort of foundational commitments that we've made, and, and we're really in, in a good position in both of those cases, um, and now have been focused much more on enhanced collabor- uh, collaboration and productivity tools, uh, on step changing our mobile capability, and on increasing our uh, data and analytical horsepower. So those are sort of the three focus areas for us now that we've got the sort of technological foundation solidified. Yeah, and, and I suspect that it's one of those where you, you might be convening and thinking strategy around how to use technology as well. What, what is there anything that typically takes precedent over others? I mean, is it the work that you're trying to do in the field versus the internal? How do you decide where to make those investments? You know, that's a good question. Uh, I would say that we have been focused um, mostly uh, on internal enhanced capability uh, because we've been really growing rapidly as an organization and, and have had to invest in our own capacity to continue to sustain and support that growth in food sourcing and fundraising and in employee collaboration and in collaboration with our network members. So we've made pretty significant investments in um, you know, ERP or uh, enterprise resource planning systems, in CRM, constituent relationship management systems, you know, capabilities like SharePoint and communication platforms across our uh, two main offices, as well as our uh, remote employees. We've got offices in Washington, D.C., and we've got offices in Chicago, and then people working around the country. So we've been making some significant investments in those sorts of uh, capabilities over the last couple of years. And, and now we're increasingly, I think, turning our attention to mobile capability, um, you know, both internally to be able to ensure that all of our people in our network can connect with each other, but increasingly with, um, with the donor community. Uh, whether it's from a fundraising and advocacy standpoint or even with the food industry. We've, we've recently launched a really significant new platform called Meal Connect that allows us to be able to capture real-time food donations um, from uh, restaurant owners, from food service operators, from grocery retailers. Uh, in ways that we never could before. Yeah, and and I want to hold on that because I want to get more into Meal Connect. But before we do, uh, talk a little bit about how has technology really helped the public to understand who you are, what you're doing, and and to really move from that interest to maybe help out to doing more for you. Well, you know, I think we've we've really leveraged our website, but also our digital marketing capabilities to try to help educate people about the issue of hunger. So, for example, we developed a, sort of a, a research partnership, if you will, called map the meal gap to try to help people understand the magnitude uh, and frankly the the closeness of the issue of hunger in their communities all around the country and so through map the meal gap you can uh, online uh, on our website but also through our mobile capability uh, see how many people are facing hunger in your own community and where you can find your 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 local food bank or food pantry so um, just being able to educate people in ways that are relevant to their own community has been really important for us and strengthening both our website and digital capability for communication of that kind of data, localized data, has been a really powerful tool in the fight against hunger. Now, there's an old saying in the technology field, this is all, it's only as good as what data you have or whoever enters in the data. <laughs> so mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure that that has got to you know, be an issue at some point. So how do you ensure to get all of this information? Because you can build the best systems, but you got to have the data, right? Well, I think it's that's one of the big challenges is just um, sourcing and data and, and ensuring good quality in your data. And, and frankly, um, marrying both external data and internal data. And, and when I say internal data, I don't just mean it feeding America's national office, but 
across our network of 200 member food banks and there are 60,000 agencies as well. So we do a lot of data sourcing from our network and then we do a lot of, um, I don't know, I don't know if I want to use the term big data analytics, but certainly marrying internal data with external da- data to try to capture powerful insights. Um, you know, for example, we have a, a partnership with the Nielsen company to be able to look at food prices all across the country to That's try to, great. yeah, to try to understand the challenges that people face in putting food on the table. And, and we're able to really localize that information. And then we also more recently developed a partnership with um, Tableau, which allows us to display information in analytical ways, but ways that are easily digestible for managers across our network. So if you're operating a food bank or if you're running a a hunger relief program somewhere in our network, you can look at your performance relative to uh, a peer group of food banks or, or programs and be able to understand your effectiveness and efficiency um, through the capabilities that Tableau has provided us, the ability to visualize data in ways that we never could before. Yeah, what a great partnership because Tableau's a great, we use them as well. So wonderful to hear. Let's talk about metrics for a little bit. It's hard not to. Uh, so how do you define success, in, especially using technology? I mean, is it an end user thing? Is it the social impact side? How do you, what's the kind of metrics you're looking at right now? It's, it's a little bit difficult, I think, to look at ROI on technology investments. Of course, we want to see growth in resources to be able to fulfill our mission, you know, food sourcing and fundraising. But it's a little bit difficult when you're in a management position to say, you know, we're confident that this half a million dollar investment in this new technology platform That's right. is you know, <laughs> two-year payback. I, I think, um, you know, frankly, you have to just have the discipline to be able to make investments in your technology capabilities on an annual basis to be able to modernize them and maintain and sustain um the kind of capability you need to continue to grow. And, you know, you might look at it as a percentage of your total revenue and just say every year we need to be, you know, plowing two to 4% of our revenue back into technology advancement. Um, I, I almost think having some of those sorts of benchmarks is a more realistic and pragmatic approach than assuming, you know, you're going to get an 18 month payback on a half a million dollar investment in some new capability. Uh, the, the world's just moving too quickly and the ability to draw a direct line between technology investment and, you know, um, revenue or resource development is is not always that straightforward. De- definitely. Well, let's talk about this Meal Connect app because that was uh, your colleague was at MCON talking all about it uh, with our friends at NBC Universal, and so I was intrigued and I said we've got to get you know we've got to have you there when Diana told me about what was happening. So so let's start from the beginning. What you know why develop this? There had to be some solution or problem that was going on, right? Yeah, you know um, our. Our network has always done a really good job of partnering with the food industry to capture donations from food manufacturers and major retailers in large quantities, would otherwise go to waste, and then to to redistribute that to um, neighborhood agencies throughout the country to feed millions and millions of people. We do that incredibly well. But what we we found when we did, we did sort of a total U.S. um, farm-to-fork uh, waste assessment. Where is food going to waste that could be used um, in our uh, fight against hunger? And it was clear to us that one of the places where we were starting to see that was what we call sort of consumer-facing retail, whether that's smaller grocery outlets or um, restaurant chains or food service operations. There's literally billions of good, healthy meals that ultimately are not um, uh, finding their way to the consumer. 
And a lot of that food ends up going to waste. And we wanted to be able to recapture it. And we needed new technological capabilities to do that. And so we developed Meal Connect. And what Meal Connect is, is it's a website and a mobile app where our member food banks can manage the coordination of both planned and sporadic donation pickups across their agency network. So a food bank might have 400 smaller agency partners, and they can actually um, leverage the Meal Connect app to be and algorithms that are built into the app to be able to apportion food, smaller quantities of food donation directly to those agencies. Very cool. Yeah, whether it's coming from a restaurant or whether it's coming from uh, a, a food service operation, and it tends to be um, smaller donations and prepared meals, but it adds up to a whole lot of really good food. Yeah. So what, since launching the app, what have you learned? Anything new or insights that you didn't expect? Well, you know, you've got to have the, the processes and training in place to be able to use it. You can't just launch an app and expect that it's going to be able to scale. So we've got to make sure that participating agencies know what the protocols are for receiving the donation, for transporting it, that they're trained in basic food safety capabilities, things like that. Um, and then we've improved, we've continued to improve the user sort of interface, if you will, and made it easier and easier for people to use it. Um, and we're starting to see some real progress. In fact, this year in, in our first year since launching, we expect to be able to capture and redistribute close to a million meals wow. just in the first year. So in our network, we tend to do things at scale. So even though we're talking about fragmented donations, we really want this to scale because there's so much opportunity. And so that's really, really important to us. And we're seeing um, good uptake on the app um, in a wide variety of communities, and we're starting to really see it scale. Very cool. And so can uh, can everybody take a look at it in some way if we go to Meal Connect or through Feeding America, or is it really just for the internal side? No, you can actually go to the Meal Connect website, mealconnect.org, and take a look at it. Excellent. Uh, you know, we're starting to build some new capabilities into it as well. In addition to, you know, a, a small business owner or a restaurant owner or a food um, food service operation, being able to post a donation that's through algorithms immediately connected to participating agencies. We're also starting to build in the capability to capture um, what I would call sort of rejected loads. So, for example, you know, if, if someone orders a, uh, a truckload worth of food and it arrives and some of the labels are damaged or something like that, the food's perfectly good, but they can't sell it in their convenience store. Um, we can immediately reroute it to the nearest food pantry or uh, food bank if it's a large enough quantity through Meal Connect. And so that's going to allow us to capture a lot more food that's currently um, not being recovered. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, Matt, one last question for you, because I know you've got to go on uh, hectic time, I'm sure. But I'd love to know what's the kind of future technology to look, you know, thinkings uh, over at Feeding America and, and where is this all going? I mean, what's the, looking in the crystal ball kind of thing? Where where are you headed to? You know, right now, an application like Meal Connect is it's a business to business application. We really think it has the potential and the power to become a B2C platform, to really invite people into the mission of Feeding America who may want to volunteer, for example, um, to be able to help recover food for their local community. It may even, from a B2C standpoint, it may even ultimately be able to um, be a mechanism for connecting directly with people facing hunger and understanding better what their needs are, um, what sorts of services that they utilize from our network as well as others and integrating some of those services. So we, we think there's a tremendous potential to scale Meal Connect, not just as a B2B platform, 
but ultimately as a B2C platform to be able to really invite people into the mission of Feeding America and help us uh, engage the country in the fight to end hunger. That's great. Amazing. Well, we'll look forward to kind of watching that and making sure everybody that we know has a chance to also hear about it when it happens. So thanks so much, Matt. I appreciate the time today. Well, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it, Derek. Absolutely. And Matt is with Feeding America, one of the best and greatest in the country. We'll look forward to hearing more about the app Meal Connect as it comes out. And you can also listen to the video from MCON and the NBC Universal panel about the Meal Connect program. Well, thanks so much for joining us on this edition of the Achieve Podcast. We look forward to next month where we'll be helping you as marketers and fundraisers raise the public support, awareness, and adoption for the important work you do.